People just like you have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Lisa, welcome to this podcast conversation. Thank you, Helen. Now, Lisa, you were first exposed to the self-unlimited concept in about 2014, and you've been a key ingredient in getting the idea into the book that was published last year, and I'm really grateful for that. So I thought this was an excellent time to check in. Where are you now in your self-unlimited journey? And what could you share with others who are contemplating the value of such a journey? Sure, Helen. Um, Well, first off, it was really exciting to be part of the inaugural initial group back in 2014. Um, At that time, um, of your four scenarios, so scenario one, reinvent your current work, and scenario two, add extracurricular to your current work, I would say I was actually a little bit of both of those. So since those last four years, um, did a bit of inner soul searching of what do I really enjoy in my workscape and what's most meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And in addition to sort of the day job stuff, um, what are the extracurricular professional development type activities I could get involved in? So that's where I've come from the last two years. I'd say at this moment in time, I'd probably say I'm still scenario two. Um, I actually do really love my day job, all well and fine, but I have capacity and interest in doing supplemental things as well. So I, I think I'm still in scenario two. Yeah, and give us a flavor of what some of those supplemental things are. Is that volunteer work? Is that paid for work, freelancing work? Yep, Um, mostly volunteer work. And so within our company, the company I work for, which is a big global multinational company with 22,000 employees, we have a mentoring program. So I get asked to do one-off career conversations Mm -hmm. um, as well as the longer-term mentoring relationships. I'd say that's within my employer-employee relationship. And then outside of that, I've been fortunate enough to help you. And <laughs> with I'm fortunate to receive the help. <laughs> yeah, getting the framework of self-unlimited off the ground. So having been a recipient of your course teaching in 2014, I knew, it, knew what it was like to be a student um, as a disciple of yours. Um, pushing through this journey of where self-unlimited could go. So as you needed development work and putting together the book and thinking through podcasts and the website, I've been able to be a sounding board for you and um, for the book, did some ghostwriting for you, which I really enjoyed. So it supplemented my day job in a very nice way. Nice. So in the workscape that you have, is there anything that's presenting particular challenges to you where you're drawing on some of the responsibilities that you've learned about in Self Unlimited? Yep. So we, in our class that you led in, in the book and on, online, you know, the seven R's is the foundation. Um, so identifying what's most meaningful of those seven R's. And for me, the, the most important has always been rules. And the reason why is I'm a flex employee. I work from home. I'm in a completely different time zone and geography than the majority of my teammates. Um, I have a very unique role within the company. Um, because of that, mainly because of the time zones, I've had to sort of stay in my um, work constitution, my, my <laughs> sort of rules of how I behave at work. Um, 
this is what I will do and this is what I will not do. And so basically it boils down to Monday through Friday, I'm available back and call um, from the hours of 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And that's because I work with people in Asia and to Europe and North America, um, mm -hmm. South America, Latin America. So to me, just setting the guidelines of my hours of work, when I'm available, when I'm not available. Um, I do not work weekends unless an absolute necessity um, mm -hmm. at the request of my immediate supervisor. So I've had to sort of draw those boundaries and that has mean um, a world of difference. I would, I would also say the second aha for me coming out of the course in 2014 was um, the relationships. So mm -hmm. that's another R. And what I realized is, is because I'm a long-term employee of this company that I'm current, currently employed by, a lot of my relationships are within that organization. Yes. All well and fine, pretty strong network around the globe, various functions, departments, teams, um, fairly well networked in. What, what I realized is part of scenario two in supplementing, finding um, an additional activity was I didn't have very strong relationships outside the company. And so for my own self-interest, it was really important to me to get to know, so who are the experts in the industry that I work in and the discipline and the focus that I have? And not because I'm looking for another job, that's not it. It's just mm -hmm. to say, they're doing really interesting stuff. I bet I would benefit from it. I should learn and connect with them. And so that's been that relationship focus. And it could be as simple as following them on LinkedIn. It could be following them on Twitter. It could be just signing up for mailing lists and newsletters and publications just to feel um, that relationship and that connection to uh, have that rapport with folks outside my own organization. That's two really great examples of the rules and the relationships. Can you speak to what benefits have come by making that rule and making choosing to have that stance with relationships? Yep. So um, obviously with you personally, um, been able to be involved in the self-unlimited journey um, you've connected me to some folks that you're partnered with so I can have an ongoing sort of conversation with a handful of them. Um, I also feel like I've just gained a better knowledge, a more robust, well-rounded sort of purview of my day job. Um, what are the industry trends? Who's talking about them? Mm -hmm. And having those connections. Um, I had done, gosh, a few years ago after I took the self-unlimited course, you know, presented at a conference. I don't think I would have done that before Self Unlimited. So it just helped me build up my network to get the invite to present at a conference nice. and then that networked even more. And again, not on the premise, I'm not looking for a job. That's not the point of it. I'm not there to say, mm -hmm. hey, help me find a job. It's just to sort of say, we're professionals in a very similar field or a tangential field industry. What are you talking about? What could I learn from you? And vice versa, it's the reciprocal. Um, what have I been working on? What knowledge do I have that I could share? And what I'm hearing from that is while that's bringing benefits to you, I think that's actually bringing benefits to the organization you currently work with. It has. Um, we believe in lifelong learning <laughs> as a company. Even our CEO talks about lifelong learning. So we value that. Um, we all are very busy in our day jobs. We all have revenue targets to hit. We all have sales goals to hit. So it's um, it's supplemented, though, through a learning culture. So I value that and I take it to heart. Great. Now, you are a manager and a team leader. How does self-unlimited thinking influence how you lead your team? And would your team members actually be aware of how Lisa Unlimited works and how that's influencing their work conditions? 
Yep. I actually do think I may not refer to self unlimited with my direct reports and the broader team that I oversee. But I think what the principles and the journey that I took through the self unlimited course shines through in how I do my day job. So I hope I hope people recognize and appreciate that. So um, one example I can give you is, for example, we have an open position that we're we've just posted, we're going to be hiring for um, I've said to my immediate team of 33 teammates, if you're interested, you should apply. This, if you feel like this is the next step for you in your career journey and it helps fulfill and makes your heart sing and you're really keen, throw your hat in the ring. Let's, let's make this happen. Right. So I preach that all the time about career paths um, and they don't have to be linear. They can be lateral. They can sometimes take one step backwards to go two step forwards. Um, so I encourage that. The second thing I hope my own team would recognize is that spirit of lifelong learning, and that can come in many shapes and forms. That can be mentoring, that can be volunteering, that can be um, leading a training or a course for a peer group, um, that could be peer reviewing a report that you may never have thought you were, you know, could pitch in on, or it could be, you know, taking one element of a very complex project and saying, hey, I'll, I'll step up and do this one little piece. So. We code that as special projects, so right. everybody has their day job. In addition, sort of, um, you know, five, ten percent of your time could be special projects where you're learning new things um, for the sake of learning. And let's get you the skills and capabilities so that the next time a role opens up, you can throw your hat in the ring and be qualified. And so, what I'm hearing about that is that people could bring a special project to you. It's not a case that you're just as a member of the organization providing special projects that they could come to, that you're creating a culture and a conversation where people might say, hey, I've got an idea. I thought about doing something and it sounds like you'd be really open to it. Yes, absolutely. And so we, we um, preach empowerment. If there's an idea you have, raise it. And there's no bad ideas. I will say, and we do joke, if you raise it, it's very likely you're going to own it. So right. be careful what you wish for. Um, so great idea. You raised it. You now own it. Excellent. Well, that sounds very self-unlimited. <laughs> An opportunity to take the lead for yourself. Yeah. One of the things that um, we had talked about before is that you're a person in mid-career. And so not a person who's starting out um, mid-career being sort of about 20 or 30 years in and the fact that there's still maybe 20 or 30 years ahead of you. How is self-unlimited influencing your thinking, the choices you make and the actions when you think about the future of work for you? And would your colleagues have any sense around how you're orientating yourself for this mid-career, mid-work space? Good question. So when I look backwards in time, um, majority of my roles that I've had at this firm, again, I've been there 20 years, did not exist. So it was a newly created role or had an idea of what the role could be. Okay, Lisa, go figure it out. And so a lot of my roles have been in that gray, blurry space where it's new, it's different. And I think I thrive in that space. I actually think if the job were purely defined and written and tick every box, I'd get bored pretty quickly. Right. So I know that matches my nature and my personality of, sure, I'll take that on, I'll figure it out. Once I get it figured out and in order and it becomes a defined role, I am more than happy to hand that off to someone who likes that structure. Mm -hmm. um, so as I look forward in time going forward, I don't think my next job probably exists. I really don't. And so as the world evolves 5, 10, 20 years and introduction of you know, technology and AI, what is the future of work? 
I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out because I don't think my job exists today. Mm. And so in the spirit of lifelong learning, all I can do now today is to learn new skills and network and just understand and appreciate the way the world is changing. So I'm adaptable and flexible as things evolve. Very nice. As a sort of closing thought, is there something that you might say to people who are wondering, I don't know, is this self-unlimited thing for me? What would be your thoughts or advice for somebody who's wondering that? So what hooked me when you were originally planning the first version of this class was you had some headline in an email or a flyer that says, if you're feeling stuck, you need to become unstuck. So I would say if you're even just questioning if this is right for me, it probably is. <laughs> so, and, and it's not going to, you have to be in the mindset, you have to be in the framework of Helen's not there to give you the answers. Helen's there to be a coach for you, a sounding board, a guiding light as you yourself take ownership of what the next step is for you in any of those four scenarios with any of those seven R, R letter words. And so I would say if you're curious, then it's probably right for you. Great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time to check in with you. And it sounds like Lisa Unlimited's going from strength to strength. Thank you, Helen, for not only being my teacher, but having an ongoing relationship. My pleasure. Workscapes are changing everywhere. For more goodness to change your workscape, visit www.beselfunlimited.com and follow us on Twitter at Be Self Unlimited.